Hey guys, this is Trista Bites and you're listening to the Sega Lounge. Welcome to the Sega Lounge, a podcast dedicated to our love for all things Sega, be it the games, the music, or the community. I'm KC. In each episode, I'll be talking to different guests and sharing their projects and their passion for Sega. Welcome to episode 130 of the Sega Lounge. Come on in, have a seat. How's it going? How's your life? Tell me everything. Or is that not how podcasts work? Anyway, welcome to another episode. Things have been quite busy in the world of Sega, as Sega West have started their 60th anniversary celebrations. Their 60 Days of Sega event started this week, and you can check out all about it at sega60th.com. That's sega60th.com. You get a free copy of Nights into Dreams on Steam just by registering on the website and the next few days will be filled with surprises, including free minigames and more content. And there's also a massive Sega sale going on on Steam at the moment. Worth checking out for sure. Go Sega! And now, on to this week's show. This week's guest is the amazing Bex Trista, aka Trista Bytes. Presenter, interviewer, gamer, voice actor, you name it, she can probably do it. Trista hails from the UK and is well known for her YouTube and more recently Twitch channels and she is a very entertaining person as you'll find out in a moment. Whenever you drop by her Twitch streams you'll be greeted with tea, biscuits and stickers and she's a delight to watch as she covers everything gaming, comic book, movie, and TV related, and much more. Stick around to find out more about her journey and see how she fares against one of the most brutal Sega Launch challenges to date. Yeah! Hello Trista, welcome to the Sega Lounge. Hey, how are you doing today? How are you? It's a pleasure to have you here on the show. Thank uh, you. It- Thank you so much for your time. And, uh, you know, being uh, uh, one of our most special guests, most Ooh. specialist guests, uh, <laughs> let's start with your background as a, as a gamer. Would you like to tell us a little bit about when you started playing video games, how it all started? Well, I started playing video games from a very, very young age. I grew up on a sort of council estate, block of flats kind of kind of deal. And um, between all of the kids, we all had a console or a home computer of some sort, which meant I had access to a really wide variety of games to play. And I, I just fell in love with them as soon as I saw that you could, you know, You'd press a button and the amazing little like pixel on screen that was me would move. You could make the thing on the telly move. It was just the most wondrous thing I'd ever seen in my life. I was just kind of like, this is the future. This is this is the thing. I, I can make the thing move on the telly. I'm not just watching the telly now. I, I, I am in control of the telly. And 
I just was absolutely hooked from from that point on and uh, started off playing uh, games around at the neighbors' houses of their kids. So I think some I have to kind of vaguely figure it out from memory because I was too young to really pay attention to what these things were. I didn't really care as long as they made the pixels on the screen move. But I'm pretty <laughs> sure that one of the neighbor kids had a C64, another one had um, one of the old Amstrads. I think someone else had an Amiga. I vaguely remember by remembering the colors of the buttons. Okay. Um, but they all were kind of, they all took cassettes. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, yeah cop- copying cassettes was a was a thing. I was too young to know any better. <laughs> and uh, we would all play these games and you'd go around into the neighbors' kids' houses and you'd sit and watch each other playing games and take turns and sort of couch co-op play these things together. And it, it was just amazing. And um, that went on for a little while before we actually got uh, a console of our own in, 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 my, in my household. And uh, we opted for the master system Ooh. so yeah we we, we started sega so i'm, mm-hmm. I'm assuming that's a that's going to be a win based on the uh the, the the name of your podcast i'm um, I'm, I'm not i'm not complaining right now yeah <laughs> you're, do, you're doing great so far so yeah the master system was the first one we had in the house it technically belonged to my younger sibling but it was in the living room and it was effectively it was effectively shared Unless an argument broke out, in which case it definitely wasn't mine. Um, <laughs> but at any point when we were on good terms, it was effectively a shared console. And that sat in the living room on our little rental, you know, big old school telly uh, with little dials and things on it. And we played Operation Wolf. and We played uh, Rescue Mission. That was another one of my favorite games. The light gun, because the light gun, again was just the most amazing thing I ever saw in yes. my life. Because now I couldn't just move the pixels on the screen. I could shoot them. Um, <laughs> and uh, Alex Kidd in Miracle World was the game that was built in. Mm-hmm. We spent, me and my siblings spent just, I'd say hours, but I think days would be more appropriate playing that game. And it was one of the few things that we did. I mean, we we were pretty good as kids. I mean, you'd occasionally end up in fights over things, uh, Monopoly usually. Um <laughs> But when it when it came to some computer games, we just there was just some unspoken deal that this this that there was wasn't competitiveness here. We we were playing this game together, so we would play Alex the Kid in Miracle World, and whenever one of us died, controller would go to the other one, and they would yes. have a go at that, but not mm-hmm. in a competitive way, in a really collaborative way. Um, the game drove both of us completely mad because <laughs> it's horribly difficult in places, <laughs> and the the rock paper scissors. Like aspect, just say like, here you have something, here you have nothing, here you have something vaguely useful, here you have a game-breaking motorbike mechanic that's just going to completely decimate the level. It's just felt so random <laughs> in places. Um, but we we played that game for days and days and days together, and it's uh, one one of my fondest memories of being a kid was playing that game with with my younger sibling. And it got to the point where there were some bits of the game that are just were really really difficult. And uh, there's an underwater level quite early on in the game. Mm-hmm where you have to swim along and then you have to go through blocks and avoid these these, these enemies. And uh, there's a bit where like a frog type thing goes up and down. People who play the game will know a bit exactly the bit I'm talking about. And you have to swim through. You, could, you can punch the little frog thing and then you can swim through the rest of it. And me, I don't know how it happened, but we ended up singing. Like we'd make our own words up to the, to the music. <laughs> and that particular level uh, just... 
always, 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 whenever one of us was playing it, we'd both be sitting there. And as they were swimming along, we'd be like, kill the fish, she kill the fish, she <laughs> <laughs> And I just have this memory. Every time we played it, we'd just sit there and it was just, we'd never discussed this. There was no plan to this. My mother never questioned the fact that we were clearly, you know, losing it. Um, and we'd <laughs> sing along as we took turns to try and get through this particular part in in the level. And um, those are some of my my favourite favorite memories of like falling in love with, with, with gaming. And um, yeah, the, the next console I got, um, as any anyone that knows my channel, uh, in general will be well aware because it is displayed proudly on the backdrop and picked up and talked about uh, it will I'd say with the smallest of prompting it's it's no prompting um, <laughs> is is my mega drive mm -hmm. uh, which was the first thing I ever saved for and bought in my oh. entire life oh that's great I, that's great I, I attribute the fact I am good with money 100% to how much I wanted a Mega Drive. <laughs> I don't that's, know where my awesome. life would have gone otherwise, but I think yeah. it would have been quite different. Y you could be rich right now. I Well, the thing was, <laughs> is that until, until I wanted that Mega Drive, I had never saved any of my money. And um, I, if, if I got pocket money, if I got, you know, given it, it instantly went. Usually it got converted directly into chocolate. Um, you know, if I was given a pound on the weekend, it would be turned into chocolate, you know, within about mm -hmm. an hour. Um, and and I just, I didn't save money. I just, I just bought sweets or chocolate or little things, uh, sometimes paints and other stuff like that. I was quite arty as a kid as well, but most, mostly chocolate. And I'd never saved for anything. Um and I think my mum was a little bit worried, you know, that I just had no money management skills. And then <laughs> then the Mega Drive came out and I, by this point, was pr pretty much a Sega girl. I mean, we had we had other consoles as well. Like I played all of them, but uh, my my particular love were, were, were the Sega games. And um, I, I wanted it so badly that I did not spend a penny of my money until I had saved up personally enough on my own to buy a brand new uh, Mega Drive 2 by the time I'd finished saving up. Yes. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I, I, I did that and I remember proudly going off to Argos. It's still got the Argos sticker on it because I still have it. And um, and buying this, this Mega Drive Mark II pack-in game, Sonic 2, two controllers. And my mum was so proud of me that she immediately bought me a copy of Megalomania, which was one of my other favourite games. Okay. Because she was so shocked that I'd managed to save up one pound a week to the degree of uh, of buying a Mega Drive. Result. Awesome. So, yeah, that's the reason I'm good with money as an adult, is purely because that's how badly I wanted the Mega Drive. And so it's still, still one of my favourite consoles. I sense there's a life lesson here. Kids listening to this, don't yeah. buy chocolate save for a video game console. Yep. And your life will be set. Perhaps. Maybe not. I don't know. I, I mean, it worked for me. <laughs> Good. So, yeah. It worked for Let, me. Let's go with that then. So, if you want to have success in your life, uh, save for a video game console and don't buy food. Don't buy candy. Yeah. Candy is Food's food. okay. okay. We're, we're, food's all right. Yeah. But um, <laughs> not, <laughs> not the candy so much. But, but save for a Mega Drive. Uh, <laughs> yes. 
exactly. Save specifically not for a PS5 or an Xbox Series X or whatever. Save for a Mega Drive right now in 2020. That's that's the life lesson here. Yeah, well, with the collectible nature of retro at the moment, it's uh, probably <laughs> the only way you would you would get one anyway. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Okay, very good. Th those were nice memories, nice memories. Um, as you grew up, um, did you get into other video game cons? Obviously, but did you, you know, uh, still keep your love for, for Sega systems and Sega games? Or did you branch out at some point and left Sega behind? I, I mean, I still play my Mega Drive now. I still, in fact, have the little little tiny uh, television I was bought for my bedroom when I got that when I when I got that Mega Drive <laughs> um, and and still use those because that still works as well. And um, I, um, I I I wanted to stay a Sega girl as 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 much as possible. I, I wanted but could not afford a Mega CD or a 32X mm. or a Saturn. Um, I, the other the, the the other thing I had had some loyalty towards was uh, Atari. Um, I was quite a fan of things like the Lynx and things like that. And uh, so when we started to go a little bit, you know, next gen, I um, obviously looked at all the available options out there and looked at the PlayStation that was going to come out and looked at everything else. And uh, I bought a Jaguar because I always back the winner. And... Um, yeah, so the, the Jaguar was my next <laughs> personal owned one. So my sibling had uh, had the had the SNES when I had the the Mega Drive. So I got to play a range of things there. Uh, they they got they got the PlayStation and um, I got the Jaguar. Um, mm. And 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 to be fair, I I you know the Jaguar gets a lot of stick. It really really does. Um, and you know if anyone if anyone you know if you're a fan of the Jaguar. And anyone speaks out against you, just remember that the controller you have is a mace, and uh, it, it hits much harder than a PlayStation <laughs> controller. <laughs> That's a good argument. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I, I loved my Jaguar though. I played mm -hmm. a lot on the PlayStation that my sibling had as well. Played a, a lot on that. Um, definitely, uh, you know, like obviously because uh, I didn't get to have uh, a Saturn, um, so we waited. Tomb Raider came out on that, and again, we used to play Tomb Raider co-op we would swap taking turns to play tomb raider i have lots of memories of smashing the is it tomb raider 2 where you smash the speedboat you jump it and you could smash it through a window um, I, I i wouldn't know i i, I i'm not familiar the with one. the the retro the, the original tomb raider series uh, i apologize no. oh well that you, you need to sort that out at some point because they're they they are ridiculous Ridic they are absolutely ridiculous. People kind of look back and like, oh, it's a bit like Indiana Jones and things. And I'm like, yeah, but it's like, it's so much sillier than Indiana Jones. You end <laughs> up fighting like freaking like dinosaurs and yetis and yeah. all sorts of stuff. You know, the bit where that you start off and yeah, you, you start <laughs> off jumping and shooting tigers and everyone thinks that's silly. That's the most sensible bit in it. Um, <laughs> and I loved those games. We played those together. Uh, Soul Blade as well. I was obsessed with... Um, and uh you know various things like that so i had access to a lot to a lot of those games mm -hmm. but i owned the the jaguar was my next purchase mm -hmm. and uh for all its slightly limited library of things which became very cheap over time um i i, I am happy that i had it partly because best version of alien versus predator that you're going to get on a 
on a console. Uh, also, Tempest 2000 is a game that I absolutely, absolutely love and adore. And I played that game so much that I used to dream about it. Okay. Entire levels, entire playthroughs, I would dream that game. And uh, I was very, very obsessed with that game. So uh, so would uh, you dream about the, the things that you played, the exact levels that you played, or would you imagine, like, create new sceneries for the game and whatnot? It, it's like my brain was just playing through the game on on its own. Okay. It, my, my brain would... I don't know if it improved my <laughs> playing or not, or if it was a worrying sign or not, but... And, and the soundtrack on that game is phenomenal as well. So, like, that that really, really took up uh, a large amount of my time. It didn't stop me playing on the on the Mega Drive, though. I think that's one of the things that, that I've always had, is that I've never been someone... Much as I love things where, you know, when you get access to, like, you know, the next generation of consoles or the next technological advancement... I, I, you know, I'm on board with picking up new things. Like I, I'm very much, I was, you know, early adopter to VR and things like that. Um, I have an Oculus Rift and I absolutely love VR. But it never stopped me enjoying the things I had before. So it didn't matter what I got that was new. I still was playing my older games as well and buying new games for my older consoles. I never kind of had that feeling of obsolescence with, with mm -hmm. anything if I enjoyed it. It didn't matter that there was something shinier. It didn't make me ever look back and go, oh, that actually wasn't good. Um, mm -hmm. So although I had, you know, access to, to more and more modern consoles, I, I still carried on playing on the Mega Drive and I still play a lot of uh, a, a lot of what would now be called retro games, although I'm old enough that I just call them games. Um, <laughs> and Is that I, how it works? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, oh so my. I, will I, I need to be, to start calling them games as well. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I, I, you know, I will have days where I am playing Beat Saber on my Oculus Rift, and later mm -hmm. in the day, I'm playing some Streets of Rage Two. I just don't really, I, I don't really care when a game was made as as long as I enjoy it. So, uh, although I did move forward with the things I played, I, I still never stopped playing those older ones nothing ever mm -hmm. replaced anything i just had access to wider libraries of games okay that's great that's great so uh, and it's great i think i think people should uh do the same so if if you like something don't be fooled by the latest and greatest if you like something that is on an older console or an older pc game or whatever just keep playing it it's cool it's cool awesome awesome memories and it's great that you've always been a, a Sega girl. That's that's amazing. My my backdrop gives me away. I, I, there's subtle clues. It's true. It's true. Uh, let Let's talk about a little bit about your um, experience in the industry and whatnot. So you're now you've been involved with Twitch, with YouTube. You've interviewed a lot of people in the video game industry. How did you actually get involved? Uh, in this medium, in this industry, and started doing these things. It's I I'd wanted to be involved in in these things for a very very long time. I just sort of never really had the the confidence to. And um, at, at one point, I just got to a point in my life known as um, you know kind of running out of your twenties and getting to the point where you stop caring anymore. And um, <laughs> I just thought, you know what, 
why don't I just try? If it doesn't work, it doesn't work and I'll just delete the videos, right? Um, and I thought, okay, um, I will have a go at, at, at presenting. You know, I will have a go. It'll build my confidence a bit. I can I can learn to to talk on camera and things like that because I'd done some work for companies I'd worked for before. Whereas because I I was a graphic designer first and I'd done client presentations, I'd done training um, presentations and things like that. So I'd I'd got to the point where I was like I can talk in front of people confidently. They don't run away screaming. They laugh usually at jokes rather than at me most of the time. Um, so maybe maybe I can do this thing. Like, is it really that much more of a leap? And I just thought, right, I'll just try and I'll just try and make a video and then I won't put it up on the internet anywhere. I'll just try and make one and we'll just see how that goes. I then promptly took about five hours to film what turned out to be like a 10 minute video. Um, where I mean, and it's on YouTube as well, because after I spent five hours filming it and it took me a, a week and a half to edit because I'd never used Premiere before. Mm -hmm. And I went through this whole process of learning and going through things. And in the end, I was like, I might as well put this on the Internet at this point. Oh, this for is, sure. This is, you know, yeah. and, and it was I wish I'd kept the raw version of the, the video. But it was just, <laughs> it's just it was just too much data. But there's entire like half an hour sections where I'm just looking at the camera like speak, speak, um, which is quite <laughs> ironic now. Um, and I, I thought, right, I'll just put this up and it will be it will be OK. And I, I'd kind of done that. Um, I also had been approached by uh, a company that published comic books mm -hmm. that I knew from working with at Comic-Cons and um, I really loved those guys and they were thinking about making a YouTube channel. So they did some test footage with me and another presenter and they had a cameraman and we did this test footage and we went out to an event and we filmed, we filmed this and I really, really enjoyed it. And uh, it didn't end up actually going anywhere. They decided, looking at their resources, that making a YouTube channel wasn't the best way of using their budget because they're an indie comic book company. But I'd kind of got a taste for it at that point. Okay. I was like, actually, you know, I'm I'm not perfect at this, but I think I could do this. And the cameraman had turned around to me and he's an amazing guy. He's, his help and support have been pretty instrumental in all this because he turned around and he said if I didn't know you hadn't done this before I would have thought you'd been doing it for a year and I was like really like you you know you actually think I'm I've got potential at this and he was like no 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 I I think working with you 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 already could be doing this and I was like okay well I'll I'll, I'll keep trying and I intended the YouTube channel just to be me putting a few videos together just to learn, just to get over the the, the nerves and to sort yeah. of get a handle on it. And then I would try and present for other channels. That was kind of my original aim. Um, but I needed something to do to kind of practice. So I did a few reviews of films and things like that. And then because I, I go to all the Comic-Cons and things, um, I thought, well, maybe there's something I can do here. And because I knew a lot of indie comic book creators, I thought, okay, so it wouldn't it be nice and a good way to learn if I interviewed these guys and I can put videos up 
and that will help promote them and I can practice. And then because I go to the gaming conventions, I thought, oh, there's these indie games creators. <laughs> Maybe I could interview some of them and that might help their game. Maybe only a tiny bit, but not many people were interviewing them. And some of them were really shy to be on camera and I had to kind of coax them to talk on camera. <laughs> Uh, some of the interviews I've done with with indie guys, I'll be the first person they've ever uh, interviewed on camera with. Um, and I thought, well, this might help them because their stories are, are so important for, for people to understand the passion they have for these games they're making. And yeah. um, I thought, well, I'll just do this a little bit and then that will that will help. Um, that's been going on for five years now. So I've had to admit I run a YouTube channel. Um, <laughs> and... <laughs> After about sort of, I don't know, three and a half, four years of that, people started just pestering me to go onto Twitch, which I'd never used and I didn't really know anything about. And I thought, well, why, why would anyone want to see me, you know, play games, talk, do comedy um, or do anything on, on Twitch? I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. And I got pestered and pestered and pestered. <laughs> and then um, just after I came back from a trip to Tokyo, uh, people were saying, well, what did you get? What, what retro stuff did you pick up? And I thought, okay, well, maybe I'll do this. Maybe I'll, because I had big plans of doing mixed reality, VR, Twitch streaming and all this kind of stuff, which uh, my computer kept exploding. And um, I was like, this isn't working. And, and why on earth am I trying to set the bar so ridiculously high for myself <laughs> as a starting point? And I thought, okay, I'll just I'll just do some chatting streams where I talk about the trip to Tokyo, show people pictures, bits of footage I filmed, and show them the retro pickups that I got there, show them all the gaming things I got. Um, and yeah, people people seem to enjoy um, just hanging out and listening to me talk about geek stuff for like four hours. And I was really, really surprised by that. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I'll, it was- can, can I be honest with you? Um... When I first uh, tuned into your Twitch channel, mm -hmm. uh, you were doing a, a just chatting uh, stream. And mm -hmm. I thought um, you were talking about a lot of different things. I think the first one I saw, you were talking about like TV shows or something. Mm -hmm. uh, and when I looked at my watch, I think an hour and a half uh, went by and I didn't even realize it because I was just... <laughs> I was entertained. So, and I was like, wow, how did she do that? <laughs> I'm usually, I, I, I can't usually, you know, uh, stay focused on, on a just chatting stream for so long. So that, that's great. That's great. You are yeah. indeed entertaining. So, yeah. Thank you. I mean, it just, I just did those, the first couple of ones, just talking about my trip and, I, I didn't think anyone would show up. I didn't think anyone would care. And, and it was something like 40 or 50 people showed up to the first one. And I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is terrifying, but kind of awesome. Um, and yeah, that's been so in, in the same way as the YouTube channel. I'll just do a few and see what it's like five years later. And the YouTube and the Twitch was similar, where it's like, I'll just do a few and see what it's like. Now it's a year and a half later and now I'm full time mm. and I'm doing seven streams a week. And um, yeah, I, 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 it's one of those things where you're like, uh, yeah, I just thought I'd see what this was. And then it kind of got out of hand. Um, and in it, a good it, way, I, I, I hope so. <laughs> that's 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 the plan but it's yeah it's 
it's got to a point where I was like, I didn't realize there was actually a handy and useful platform where people would be messaging me to say, you know, the daytime streams I started because of lockdown were, you know, they're putting them on in the background. That's why I do just chatting mostly for the daytime ones because I know people are at work so they can use me as radio. Mm -hmm. And they were saying it was helping them through lockdown and how much they were enjoying talking about nostalgia and computer games. And, um, you know, I did streams where I just, just went through, like I did one where I just went through all my Mega Drive memories and I showed the games because I've still got every game I got for the Mega Drive. That, that, that All the stuff I've got here, it's my childhood games. So I was just going through all those memories and showing them that and showing them I still, you know, I still have the warranty card for my Mega Drive in the box because I filled it in and couldn't bear to post it. I've still got the original plastic bags <laughs> in my Mega Drive box because it was so precious I refused to part with any part of it. And uh, yeah, people were telling me that they that they thought it was fun, that it was helping them in lockdown. And yeah, I was kind of a little bit mind blown by all of this. And Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, apparently um, the the thing that makes me probably most annoying in real life, which is the fact I never shut up, is actually um, <laughs> conveniently quite handy on uh, on Twitch. Uh, yeah, I, I would say so. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good way to put it. <laughs> awesome. I think the the line I kind of have come up with now, which I think sort of encompasses it, um, is that I. I'm a geek that never shuts up, so it made sense to put a camera in front of it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I otherwise like I'm just talking to myself in lockdown and, you know. Yeah, which which is true, but, you know, you have loads of people watching on the other side. But yeah, but you're just talking to yourself. Uh, okay. <laughs> I can vaguely legitimize it by saying there may be somebody watching on Twitch. Otherwise... <laughs> you know, the neighbors start looking at me funny. Although to be fair, that that wouldn't be new. <laughs> awesome. Would you say you're a collector? By the way, you talked about your your childhood games. Did you? Are you a collector by any means, or not so much? Did See, you just I, keep what you had. Yeah, I say I'm not a collector, and I I say this a lot about a few things. Um, and then I sort of look at how much stuff I have. Um. A lot of the games are the ones I had when I was a kid. Um, but then I do also have like a number of plushy Mega Drives and a mini Mega Drive. And true, true. Um, yeah. I, I start kind of looking at other stuff and I'm like, no, this, this is this is this is sort of more than just a few bits and pieces. Um, I think the, the worst one was that I kind of said, I, I don't collect computer game and an anime and comic book statues. And somebody once said, how many have you got? And I was like, well, I don't know, about 60. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, um, yeah, so some of them are imported from other countries as special limited edition ones, and I keep them mm-hmm. all boxed and pristine. Um, yeah, at, 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 at this point, I yeah, maybe, slightly, denial. Uh, I think with if I had unlimited funds, um, I think I would have a lot more things um, as well. So um, I've got um, news for you, though. Yeah. You could You could just be a hoarder. So it's it's a maybe. little from column A, a little from column B. I mean, it's it, it's a hoarder if it's unorganized. If you alphabetize it, you're a collector. 
Oh, is that how it works? Okay, okay. I I, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> so, but also, you, I'm dyslexic, like... so my alphabetizing's not very good. So I'm just a poor. So you can collector. just say they're all alphabetized, even if they're not, and if they're uh, not, I mean, just, I I'm know. dyslexic. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I get you. I get you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so and and do you do you actively uh look for games that you don't have to to add to your collection like old games or or just keep the ones that you have and if you find something at random by chance you you buy buy it I I I want to say that I I don't go around sort of looking up and buying more things. However, I've bought four more Mega Drive games in the last couple of weeks. So again, <laughs> Okay, collector. Okay. I, I, you know, I, I, denial is probably the word best applicable to this. <laughs> uh, I think the other thing is, is that some of the, like, I, I don't think I have a desire to have like complete collections of things. You know, I don't want mm -hmm. to sort of document these things. Plus, I'm very, very lucky that I have some very close friends who are uh, professional level hoarders, level of collecting. Um, <laughs> so I have access to to their awesome collections. If anyone's seen any of like the the Mega Drive unboxing video I have on YouTube that I did with my one of my friends called um, Quang, he has almost every variant of the Mega Drive. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think he's missing everything apart from a, a couple of the tech toy ones and the boombox one, but he has everything else. And, and it's like an hour and a half of I'm just unboxing all of those. So, um, yeah, as long as my friends keep hoarding things, that helps prevent me needing to. So that's really convenient. Um, but I think for me, I would love to have the things that I wanted at the time rather than a complete collection of every Mega Drive game. I just want the ones that... I couldn't get the first time round. I kind of still want those same ones. Um, unfortunately for me, some of the games I really, really, really want to have physical copies of are quite expensive. So yeah. I tend to just look at them on eBay longingly a lot um, <laughs> rather than actually pulling the trigger and getting them. Because one of the games, one of the games I really want is uh, Fantasy Star 4. Because I have oh. one, two, three. And uh, I didn't buy it. I didn't buy it from a secondhand shop when it came out, I bought Story of Thor, also called Beyond Oasis, mm -hmm. instead, because I thought I could rocket through that because it's a really arcadey action RPG. I thought I'll rocket through this game, then I'll go buy my copy of Fantasy Star 4 because, like, you know, I absolutely love the Fantasy Star series. And because um, I knew that game was going to last me two or three months of play. They are epic RPGs. Um, unfortunately, when I went back to the secondhand shop, when I'd finished playing Story of Thor, uh, yeah, the, the copy of Fantasy Star 4 was gone and I never no. saw another one secondhand. And then years later when I was like, I still want this. God damn it. I still want this game. I looked it up. Yeah, and it turns out that they're, they're really expensive. Um, so, I, yeah, I just tend to look longingly, longingly at the things like that that I want. Otherwise, I'd have, I'd have a 32X because I still want to play Knuckles Chaotix. I'd have a Mega CD. Uh, I have a Saturn now, which is which is awesome uh, because I'd wanted to play Knights since that was released because mm -hmm. I, I thought I thought Knights was going to be you know the new Sonic and be a long on running series um, and uh, I yeah I really really wanted a, a Saturn so I have one of those now uh, so I think for me rather than collecting collecting it's more I want the stuff I couldn't have that I used to look at longingly in the Argos catalog as a child and. Um, that 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 it's it's one of those like uh one day it will be mine. Yes. Oh yes. yes. I think we it all have some I I don't know if all but some people actually 
spend all their money on on games and stuff but uh i think we all had an experience like that when we were mm. children i'm from portugal mm-hmm. uh and we we had different uh stores and stuff but there were catalogs and magazines and stuff and i remember also uh wishing one day you know i'll have a, a saturn I'll, one day i'll have a mega cd and stuff so yeah, so, yeah. and i yeah. still want them that's the thing i i i, I think about that i I'll, i try to be a, a responsible person i know me too being an adult yeah. and and then i end up spending money on other game related stuff but uh <laughs> <laughs> but yeah yeah i i still and I, when i see the i actually my my mega drive was the model one mm-hmm. when i see people with the model one with the, the mega cd and mm. the 32x oh, tower I, it just, of power. the tower <laughs> of power i just ah oh. yeah okay let, let's one move day. on. Let's one move day. on. One day. One day. <laughs> okay, let's let's take a quick break, Krista. We we will return with the surprise. This episode of the Sega Lounge is sponsored by Podpage. Let me be frank. I have no web dev skills whatsoever. When I thought of bringing back the Sega Lounge as a podcast earlier this year, I started looking for a way to create a good-looking and functional website for it. I was able to find different options and even some for free, but they either were lacking in features that I wanted to have or were not directly aimed at podcast creators. That's when I heard of Podpage, which was still in its beta stages at that time. Not only was it at its inception already a great way to create and customize a podcast-centric website, but as the weeks went by, new features were added that improved upon the original concept. And the awesome part is it continues to get new features every month. Not only that, but you get top-tier customer service from the creator of Podpage himself. I highly recommend Podpage, and if you're looking for a way to create a professional podcast website, you can check it out by going to thesegalounge.com forward slash podpage. Try it for free with your own podcast by going to thesegalounge.com forward slash podpage. Welcome back. We're here with Trista Bites uh, on, on the Sega Lounge. And Trista, it's time for something Something that we call the Sega Lounge Challenge. Now that you know our guests, it's time to put them to the test. It's the moment we've waited for and the moment they dread. Welcome to your doom. I mean, welcome to the Sega Lounge Challenge. <laughs> that that sounds challenging indeed indeed it does it's a challenging challenge what is the Sega Lounge challenge you ask you didn't ask but I will tell you anyway it's something that I do every week with my guests and it can be anything I want which is you know comforting um this week I decided and I've been doing this with a few of my guests for a few months now Something that I, I'm now calling the ultimate Sega fan challenge. So okay, it involves... God, that's not intimidating <laughs> at all. No. It, it's easy. All you need to do 
is to score 10 points. That's your goal, 10 points. Okay. You um, set the bar very high for me. No, because you can actually... You've obviously not seen me play games on any streams. <laughs> <laughs> you can actually go up to 20 points, but if you just score 10, it's good. It's good. It's cool. Uh, this is a quiz that involves uh, Sega trivia and mm -hmm. music. Okay. okay. So we will test all of that uh, 10 questions. Uh, I'm quite famous for being <laughs> awful at, at this kind of thing. But there's something here uh, that I, I think you'll like. You can choose between, wh uh, when it comes to the, um, the Sega questions, the trivia questions, you can choose between a hard question or an easy question. Okay, so I, I'm just going to put it out there and say they should be easy questions and I will know. still get them wrong. I don't know, because uh, you get one point if you get the, the answer uh, correctly for the, an easy question, uh, two points for a hard one. But at least if you w go with the easy ones, at least that's one point. So it, Is it possible to end up with a minus score or any, or any points uh, deducted for no, wrong answers? No, you're, you're good, you're good. So okay, no, so I'm aiming for a happen. nice round zero here. I can't actually go lower. I I would be surprised if that's what happens, but uh, okay. I I it, it depends actually. You know, easy hard depends on on who you ask. I don't know. I I, I we'll see. We'll I'm see. just setting expectations correctly. You know, I I don't want to. <laughs> you know, you don't oversell and underdeliver. It's bad business. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, so. Trista, are you ready? Not remotely. Of course not. That's the correct. <laughs> that's the correct answer. One point that right there. Yes, uh, <laughs> it's the only point I'm going to get, people. I was kidding. That's no points. Okay. Question number one. It's a Sega question. So easy for one point or hard for two? Let, let's start with an easy question. So test mm -hmm. the waters, just just to see how bad I'm going to fail. Okay. Shenmue. Are you familiar with Shenmue? Reasonably, I I I backseat played it with a friend because I didn't own the Dreamcast. So okay. reasonably at the time. Do you know the name of the protagonist of Shenmue? That's the not the question. That's not the question. Okay. <laughs> Ryo Hazuki, but that's not the question. The question is in the original Shenmue game. So Shenmue 1, Nozomi, the character, helps her grandmother run what kind of shop? Nozomi is kind of the love interest sorts of Ryo Hazuki. And she helps her grandmother run shop. What kind of shop? I, can I just guess? Yeah, of course. A flower shop? Why? Because you're going to need flowers for my grave after I lose the quiz. Uh, so that that's your answer. You're gonna go with flower shop. For for the reason stated, yes. Um. So <laughs> your answer is correct. Yes. 
It is. It is a flower shop. <laughs> oh, the knowledge was in my brain. Yes, she runs a flower shop. It yes. was my first thought. And then I was like, I don't know this. <laughs> I actually do know this. Yeah, you did. Good job. Good job. This okay. is, I've now got 100% more points than I thought I would. Uh, see? Yeah, that's it. That's why you, you should set low expectations. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I try okay. my best to set expectations low. Um, yeah. yeah. One point. That's amazing. Uh, at least, you know, for now. One point for now is amazing. Yeah, you said there's no minus points for getting it wrong. So that point's no, no, mine. No, no, no. I'm yes. keeping that point. Yes. Okay. Good, good, good. Number two. Ready? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> number two is, uh, it's called Say a Guess a Game from Song. Okay. Okay. So it's one of three. This is the first one. You get one point for the game, one point for the track, one point not for just the, the track title, if you guess the or tell me the track title, awesome. But if you can tell me where it plays in the game, that counts as well, and I'll give you the point. Oh, goodness. Okay. Ready? I'm going to play. Uh, this is a 10-second long clip. So let's take a listen to track number one. Does it ring any bell? It does, but that bell is in some kind of empty, dusty room <laughs> at the back of my brain. <laughs> Should I play it again? I'm not sure it would help. Just because I like the track? You can play it just because you like the track. It also <laughs> fills time while my brain starts exactly. to try and turn. So, think think about it. Is, is this an old game, uh, like 16-bit game... More recent, oh yeah, that sounds whatever. sixteen bit to me. That's that's not Is that's it? not eight bit sound. That's that's gonna be so sixteen bit sound. Listen to it carefully and think about that. God damn mm. it! I I I. I just I'm I'm quite famously not wanted on anyone's uh, on anyone's team whenever we do quizzes because <laughs> I just sit there and go I know I know it but only once you tell me the answer but I do know but only once you tell me the answer I uh, know that tune I know something you've played this game recently and that's all I can tell you One point for the game, one point for the title, or where it plays in the game. If you don't know, just I'm trying. I'm trying to work it out logically now. I'm trying. I'm trying to go full Columbo on this here, full, <laughs> <laughs> full Sherlock Holmes on it. I mean, from the sounds of it, based on the games I've played recently, the 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 most obvious choice would be that that it's off Streets of Rage Four. But it's obviously somewhere later in the game where I haven't got to it anywhere near as often. If that's the case. I don't know. You tell me. That that would be my best guess. Um, so if you had to guess right now, what would you say? I, I, I would use 
the clue you gave me to say um, a bit of Streets of Rage 4 I don't get to that often because I'm not that great at the game right now. So, Streets of Rage 4, that bit where you don't get that often, exactly yeah. that that stage, that yeah, right there. That's, that's the one. That's, that's the, the one. one. That's the one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no idea of the track title. I don't know any of the names of the titles on okay. the on the four soundtrack because I haven't listened to it enough yet. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, from um, the game. This is from. I'm not going to tell you the game yet. I'm going <gasps> to let you suffer a little bit. It's from um, a, a part in a stage where you get in an elevator. Or a lift. And the game is Streets of Rage 4. Yes. So one it's, point. One point. It's the elevator. I it's eat the myself elevator. out of. It's that. It, yes. See, my mind has blanked it. Yes. The it's, last it's... time I played that game, I managed to throw myself out of the elevator. The enemies <laughs> didn't need to do anything. They were just chilling there like, mate, you can get the extra step counts for your, your Fitbit by chasing her, but she's just going to throw herself out the window on her own. <laughs> Now, she hits the special all the time using Blaze from Streets of Rage 2 and just cartwheels just straight off the side of the stage. You don't even need to touch her. She's just gone all of her own. It's it's like when I play as Tacky in Soul Calibur on the Dreamcast. Just at some point, I'll be like, I'm going to do that move where you jump up in the air and you dive down. And that move I have 100% used to throw myself out of the arena. As in all of my years of playing that game. God damn it, that <laughs> elevator stage. But still one point. One point. That's God good. damn it. Yeah, well done. I'll you do got that stage one day four. without throwing myself out of it. <laughs> uh, oh, and the track title is Rising Up. Ah, uh, makes God sense. Damn it, it makes does. Sense. It all makes sense. Makes sense. If only my my short term or long term memory functioned well enough to have figured <laughs> that out. Okay, but not bad at all. Two points so far. Um, yeah. Let's go with question number three, which is again a Sega question. So hard or easy? Uh, I let let let's just go for a hard one, so that when I fail, I can at least pretend it's because the question was difficult. <laughs> but if if you get the the easy one right, you you get one point. So I don't know. I'm I'm let's just go with hard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's just let's just yeah. go for it. Let's just go for it. Mix it up. Live on the edge, people. Yes, that's it. If I can get two points in this go quiz, hard or go anyone home. can. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so for a hard question, we have, what is the name? <laughs> right. What is, uh, no, uh, what is the name of the rideable beasts you find in the Golden X games? Ah. Uh, they have a name, all of them, not just that one's that, that one's this. But I they gave them my own like names. They have like a generic name. I gave them my own names. You That's can try that. Maybe you're right. I like I. I mean, I have a vague naming convention I use for things. So, so one of those was called, uh, you know, Fireball-y, and one of them was called <laughs> M- Mr. Flamey Mouth, and <laughs> <laughs> like you know, they, they've given them some some weird name because um, they're not called they're not called dragons. They're called something else. Um, mm-hmm. Um ah it's it's like a completely invented word as well isn't it I, uh, it's a completely yeah, invented it word it isn't it like is. an actual name of a 
an existing nope. mythological beast, is it? Nope. Um, no. Not that I'm uh, aware. See, if only you'd ask me the name of the creatures in, in, in Bomberman, because I know they're called Louis. Um, <laughs> they're called, like... Like... Um, ah... Golden Axe, like that... that um, maybe... Um, Beasts. Like, uh, <laughs> like, uh, like golden axe, like a, a mythological world. What, what would you call? Uh, Fred, John, and Jeff. Um, <laughs> and together cool. they would be the Beatles. No, <laughs> the it's something like is is it like beast, but like B I Z, like biz ah. I do not know, but I need an answer. Do you know why I need an answer? Is it? I just my brain says they're called like, like bizarres, but that's not correct. I, I, I. What, what, what's what's your final answer, Krista? Jeff, we, we we need an answer because the the hedgehog is is drowning. No! 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 How could you? Dear God, that sound! It will haunt me to the end of my days. I'm calling it Jeff. Is that your final answer? <laughs> I, I, I keep thinking they're called something like the word beast, but something like bizarre, not beast. But my brain can't formulate how those letters would work, so I, I'm probably inventing it. So uh, we'll. So we'll call it Jeff. <laughs> yeah. I mean it is the next logical conclusion. I mean Exactly. Can can you prove to me that one of them isn't called Jeff? Uh I can't. I can't. Well there you go. There yeah. you go. So one uh, of them's called Jeff. It wouldn't surprise me if one of them was called Jeff. Yeah, so the correct answer, Trista, this might surprise you, but it's not Jeff. And I know, I know. It's it's a shock. The correct answer was actually and you were almost there. Bizarians. Oh. Bizarians. That's the closest anyone has got to that answer without uh, having multiple choice. Um, so, what, so other amazing. people got multiple choice? Uh, it depends on the challenge. If it's this what, challenge what did, what particularly, did I do no. That no. I don't get the multiple choice. You're, you're actually getting more hints than most people, if I'm being honest. Yes, with yes this but I clearly need more help challenge. than that. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing great. Two two points so far. You only need eight more, and we, we we're a long way uh, from the the tenth question. So we still have time. Let's go with number okay. four, shall we? And and I'm still maintaining that you don't know that one of those uh, one of those bizarre dragons is not called the, Jeff. So, one of the I mean, bizarians is probably Jeff. Yeah. So I'm yeah. giving myself a like a small you know almost point for for that for moral victory. You do that. You do that. Yeah. I, I uh, will. <laughs> <laughs> if that makes you, you know, helps you sleep at night. Uh, number four, Trista. Um, this is something a little bit different. Okay. Uh, I'm going to <clears throat> clear my throat for this. This is, again, guess the track, but it's guess the track from lyrics. Okay. I'm going to read the lyrics to a, a track in the Sega game, a song. 
Mm-hmm. One point for the game, one point for the track or where it plays. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, and this is beautiful, beautiful poetry. Okay, are you, are you singing this or are you doing this as a spoken no, no, word no. piece? Ah, singing, she says. Okay, <laughs> uh, it's spoken word. Oh, okay. It is not too late. It's our home, so don't say that it's fate. We must not give up to build our future on our dreams. We will never lie down and die, but we'll find a way to survive. We all have somebody we love. We know that's why we're here. We battle for freedom. It is a battle against the dark. I have my dreams. You know I'm not afraid of bleeding. It is the time. We battle for tomorrow. It is a battle against time. And we can do miracles. So take my hand. We need to save this world. Um... Your performance was um, <laughs> so beautiful that I you got distracted. I moved. I, I am. I am moved. Um, I. I. I don't know. Is the answer to that? <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, any any clue as to what kind of game would have this? Um, would have this these kinds of lyrics um should i read them again i mean i think maybe it would be wrong of me to deny the world hearing you (laughs) from from performing that again okay it is not too late it's our home so don't say that it's fate we must not give up to build our future on our dreams We'll never lie down and die, but we'll find a way to survive. We all have somebody we love. We know that's why we're here. We battle for freedom. It is a battle against the dark. I have my dreams. You know I'm not afraid of bleeding. It is the time. We battle for tomorrow. It is a battle against time. And we can do miracles. So take my hand. We need to save this world. Like, it sounds like it's the epic intro to um, I'm going to say, based on the lyric and the rhyming styles, that it's a Japanese game. Um, Because it sounds like an anime song. It sounds like Mm -hmm. an anime epic opening song. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say jrpg mm-hmm. based on the lyrics it's slightly too there's something too much about saving the world to be like a fighting game or something like that but i'm gonna say rpg i'm gonna say yeah i'm gonna say jrpg possibly a slightly older one um the stuff about times making me think chrono trigger but i don't think it's from chrono trigger um being a sega game yeah yeah, but it's that it's got that kind of feel. So maybe something around the same kind of time. The battle against time. Yeah. Okay. Um, as there's this kind of thing. Um, I I I I don't know. I don't know. And if it is a JRPG, 
that's on a Sega platform that's about the same kind of time of things like Chrono Trigger on the SNES came out, I really should because so I played l- let's, those. Let's, let's think this over. Lyrics in a song. You said they sound epic. So yeah, it's it sounds probably like not the like intro a, not, to not a JRPG. Not a 16-bit title, right? Is lyrics, you know, all this this complexity probably not under the Mega Drive, right? No, not if they're actually sung rather than written exactly. on the screen. Sorry, exactly. my brain so went to like they they're... my brain went to JRPG as in with the yeah. lyrics written on the screen. Okay. Yeah, but no, and but no. the music playing. No, but if they're actually they are, sung, they are sung. Yeah, in in game, then um, it's got to be later. So, something about as you said, saving the world, uh, battling <sighs> against time. I'm still thinking JRPG style. Mm-hmm. I just need a name. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Because to me, like, my brain was saying, like, this reminds me of the on-screen little pixelated type things that used to come up, you know, at the start of of 16-bit JRPGs that I used to play. Like, it wouldn't be out of place on the RPGs I used to play. But if the lyrics are actually sung, it has to be on a later machine. So I, I don't know. I don't know. So I guess just for the, the hell of it, Anything, because I I, well, I don't if, know is not a Sega game. I don't know hmm? is a PlayStation game. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it it it'll be wrong, mm-hmm. but it sounds like something that. Well, it sounds like something that if it could have had lyrics would have been on like Fantasy Star Four type thing, but it can't be that because it's obviously a later game. But that's what it reminds me of. That's the closest I can get, but it's and obviously it, wrong. And it would be like, what kind of, where where would this play? When in the game? Where? Oh, that sounds like an intro. An intro. Okay. Your answer is wrong. Incorrect. Wrong. <laughs> it is. It is. Yes. The correct answer wrong. would be Fantasy Star Universe. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. I would have um, accepted Fantasy Star Portable as well because th- this track was in in that game as well. It's called yeah. Save This World. I've not played it. Ah, okay, you should. I you I should. mean, this just <laughs> I just points for effort. I I mean to be fair, <laughs> I mentioned the correct franchise. You, exactly, just, exactly. After I mentioned after, the correct franchise it after was just Chrono impossible. Trigger, but yes. Uh, yeah, well, it just it rem- <laughs> it was that kind of. It reminded me of yeah. that kind of thing. I mean, obviously not not Chrono Trigger, but it just reminded me of the sort of those lyrics I, I, work I, I, on those I kind of games. That. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, but uh, so, we, we we have more. We have more. Let let's keep going, Trista. Question number five. It's a Sega question again. Rejoice. <laughs> Easy or hard? I I think um, we should we should probably go for an easy one after my my performance on the last round. Maybe, maybe. I think that's that's probably that's wise. Uh, a wise choice. Yeah. So let's go with an easy question for Trista. Are you familiar with the Yakuza series? Uh not immensely. I like Yakuza, but I've not played much. One of my Have housemates you- played it, so. It was. Have you played I, Zero? No. Okay. Damn it! I I have. 
I have okay. watched a streamer. I like playing some of it, but okay. I've not played it myself. Hopefully, they played through this part. In Yakuza 0, upon completing a sub-story in the challenge, you can obtain a chicken, which you can then, of course, assign as a manager in the real estate minigame. <laughs> yes, the, the chicken can of be course. a manager, of course. Of What's course the can. name of the chicken? I have no idea, so I'm going to call it Jeff. <laughs> so you, you're saying it's a cameo by the the Golden Axe Beast? Yeah. Like a crossover between Golden Axe and Yakuza? Yeah, because dragons, dinosaurs, pretty similar. What did dinosaurs evolve into? Birds. What's a chicken? Bird. Logic. I can see that. I can see that. Complete logic. Of course. There you go. I'm solid on this one. It's got to be. Final answer, right? No yep. doubt about it. Yep. Jeff Cluckington. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, as someone said once, if you went to McDonald's, maybe you would ask for some chicken. Mm. Oh, like chicken nuggets? The answer was nugget. Indeed. <laughs> uh, see, the problem is, uh, I don't eat meat, so I, yeah. I, I yeah. couldn't possibly call the poor chicken that. Yeah. And I think it is is I think the chicken much would appreciate the name I gave it much more. Jeff instead of Jeff. Nugget. I I, I no, think the chicken. Yeah. I think at this I've point had a word is with the chicken, rich. and it, it 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 agrees with me. It's going to change its name to Jeff by Deedpole. And I, I don't um, know if I don't know if it cares because. I, I'm I'm thinking the chicken has a lot of money right now, running their own uh, real estate business. I don't know. <laughs> Yakuza I mean, lore. It's, yeah, it's not something I have a huge amount of experience with. Whether or not chickens um, are are particularly uh, happy in that in that lifestyle, um, so I'll have to bow to your greater knowledge when it comes to to chicken as uh, landlords and and uh, okay. And business owners. Okay. Okay. But he's Trista. called Jeff now. Yep. It's called yeah, Jeff. Jeff from Golden X and Jeff from Yakuza. They're um, distant cousins. Yes. Yes. Uh, in a parallel universe. So it's time for the second half of the challenge, Trista. And this is where things get complicated. No, it's not. It's the same thing. Uh, question <laughs> number six is again guess a game from a song. Okay. So I have a ten-second-long clip. And yep. let's see if you can give me the name of the game in the title of the track or where it plays. Okay. Yep. Uh, the answer is probably going to be no, but let's find out. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Let's let's take a listen. Wait, isn't that Golden Axe? Is it? Isn't that the beginning of the first level of Golden Axe, or am I completely wrong there? Oh, is it the first level? Wait. That's Golden Axe 1, right? Are you asking or are you guessing? It, it depends. <laughs> if the answer is correct, then I'm guessing. If the answer is wrong, then I'm asking. <laughs> That's... Oh, no, was it when you were asleep in Golden Axe? Hmm. No, it's not when you're asleep. It's... It's early on in the game, though. So what would you say is the correct 
answer here? What's the the game and what's the stage or? I'm I'm going to go with early stage of Golden Axe, and I have no clue on the title. Trista, mm-hmm. is that your final answer? This is not the first stage of the game uh, where this is from. Mm -hmm. So no points for that. Three though. Probably, the correct answer for the game is Golden Axe. One point. Yes. Yes, Which stage is it? It's early on, right? I think it's the second one. Ah. This is Battlefield. The first one is um, Wilderness, if I'm not mistaken. Ah, I know. So. I, it's, it's a tr- I instantly recognized it, which means it has to be early on in the game because I've played yeah. it enough times. I think it's the, the second one. The further it is in the game, the less I recognize it because the less times I've heard it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's kind of hard to, to remember exactly where, right? Yeah. But this was Golden Axe Battlefield. Battlefield. So one point. That's not bad at all. Uh, mm-hmm. we just it's one more than seven. zero. No, no, you, you've got three right now. So that's great. And four questions to go. Number seven, Sega question again. Easy or hard, Krista? Um, probably safer to go for a, 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 an easy one. Okay, okay. We, we can, still, can still save this. <laughs> I uh, love your fake optimism. It's, you know. <laughs> okay. We've already exceeded my expectations. Awesome. Okay, so let's go with this. In Outrun, familiar with Outrun? Yeah. Yeah, I've not played you know it in quite a while. Okay, I think this is this is a pretty easy question. What brand of cars do you drive in Outrun? Apart from red. <laughs> no, no, you you got um, this. You got this. Ah, uh, red car. I, I know oh. this. I know this. It just, 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 just. Red, red's not enough, right? Red's not enough. No. No, just, just checking. It's always good to to double <laughs> to double check these yeah. things. Um, you, you know this. You know this. Like you know. The the um, you you you're driving across the the country across the U.S. perhaps with a girl in your red. I I mean the obvious answer is to just say Ferrari because it's red. But I'm wondering if that's just is that just my brain? S- sometimes only the obvious question is not the right question. Not the, the answer. Yeah, no, answer is not the right. Which answer. is why I'm, I'm, I'm. But sometimes it is. Because that's just a. That's that's that may just be because it's red car, but my my brain is thinking Ferrari. I I rarely trust my brain. It comes up with all kinds of bad ideas. Um, Final answer. Um. God damn it! I see. See now you've got me a invested. Red. Now you've got me invested in this. 
Now I'm like worried. I don't want to hear the sonic drowning noise again. You know, it's, it's got to that point where now I'm actually, I feel like there are stakes at play when I know they're actually there aren't. are. There are. Um, my my brain my, my brain says Ferrari because it's red and that color is so massively associated with that brand. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's just one of those things because mm-hmm. my brain associates that color with that brand or if it's because it's yeah. the right answer. But I don't have another answer. So we so should just go with that, right? We should go with that. Yes. Yeah, and, and we'll that's the correct Ferrari. answer. Yes. 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 One point. My brain yes. did know. It it did. Well done. Well done. Okay, it's time for. The last guess a game from a song challenge. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm ready. So again, three, uh, 10 seconds, 10 second long clip. Um, in hindsight, this is probably too easy, but let's, let's go with this. <laughs> yes, you can't set the bar too low. Ah, well. <laughs> That would be the Sonic 2 bonus stage. So you said, sorry? Sonic 2 bonus stage. So one point for the game, one point for the stage or track title. And you say Sonic 2's uh, bonus stage or spe- mm-hmm. special stage. Is it? I, 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 it's, my, it's my favorite special stage of all the Sonic games. So you have no doubt whatsoever. Now you're making me doubt because if I get this wrong, my reputation is ruined. I say ruined. I mean, it wasn't that great to start with, but you know, what little <laughs> reputation I have will be ruined if that's wrong. Tell me that's the Sonic 2 bonus stage. Uh, I will if you tell me this is your final answer. It, but, it is. But, but is it your final answer though? You're making me doubt now, but no. No, you made me doubt about the Ferrari as well. So no, <laughs> we, it's, it's, it's the final answer. Stop torturing me. <laughs> ah, Trista. So close. So close. Your answer is actually correct. Of course, <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah, Sonic 2 special stage. Two points. God damn Two it. Two points. Just, 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 I'm not playing against you on a game of Among Us. You, you. <laughs> Dear God, <laughs> you had me doubting there, despite uh, the fact I knew within two beats of the song. Half the challenge is going through me. Six points, Trista, which means you have two more questions to go. Okay. I'm going to tell you right now that the final question is a hard one, okay. which means you'll get two points if you guess it correctly. Okay. But the next one, you have the choice between easy or hard. If you go with easy... You only get one point, and that's not enough for the 10 that we wanted. So, just saying, but you can choose, easy or hard. I, I, I mean, I've already scored, I mean, more than one point, and I wasn't expecting mm-hmm. to get any. So, um, maybe, maybe I'm, I'm underselling my own trivia ability here and should go for a hard one. Okay. Okay. This is probably the wrong choice. It's the only choice, actually, I think, uh, if you want to get 10 points. So let's try a hard question. Fantasy Zone. Are you, are you familiar with? Uh, yeah, but I've not played it in many years. Okay. So think about 
the the fantasy so fantasy zone universe. The question okay. is in the fantasy zone universe. Yeah. What is the name of Opa Opa's brother? Opa Opa is the the title character, the little ship you fly. I What is the name of Opa Opa's brother? I know the name of the primary ship. I do not know the name of the other one. So it, the brother appears in the second game, if I'm not mistaken. So we have Opa Opa, O-P-A-O-P-A, -O -P -A, mm -hmm. which would be like a logical name for Opa Opa's brother. Apart from Jeff. <laughs> Damn it! It is not Jeff. <laughs> I, I mean... It, his middle name could be Jeff. Um, <laughs> if you're asking, I'm trying to decipher now from the, the very mm -hmm. generous clues you're giving um, because I, I genuinely don't have a clue on this one. Uh, I just know the name of the primary mascot and I only know that because they were in, originally intending uh, the Fancy Zone ship to be a mascot character uh, before before kind of like Sonic obviously took on that that role. Um, which is the only reason I know about that at all. However, my research doesn't go any further than that. Um, I, I, it's probably something very, very similar that would indicate a second one. So, um, so would you like? I, if, would if, you like if, some oh, choices? Oh, yes. Yes. Anything, uh, phone a friend, 50-50, um, or just, just the answer whispered would be really <laughs> handy. I'll text you the answer, and then that, you'll see. That would be it awesome. It just came to me. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. As you I'll, hear I'll... the sound of, like, you know, a phone pinging in the background. Exactly, exactly. Um, I'm going to give you three options. Okay. Is one of them Jeff? <laughs> no, it is not Jeff. Jeff is never the answer. <laughs> I think I think everyone called Jeff would very much disagree with you here. Hate mail to podcast at the SegaLounge.com, please. Je all yeah. the Jeffs listening to this, please get in touch. Uh, okay, so what is the name of Opa Opa's brother in uh, Fantasy Zone? Mm -hmm. Is it A? Upa Upa, is it B, Opa Bro, or is it C, Yada Yo? So, Upa Upa, Opa Bro, or Yada Yo? It's not going to be the second one. Um, they would not use the word bro um, in in that way to format a name. That wouldn't make any sense. Um, I I I. I Usually, Why? things in Japanese that are cute are are two things repeated that are the same. And since the first character's name is two things that are the same that is repeated, it would make sense for it to be the first one. Upa Upa. Because that is a, a cute duplicate word thing which is commonly used in Japan to indicate small and cute. Whereas the, it won't be bro, and the last one is not two things duplicated. So A is my answer. 
Why does everyone not go for for Opa Bro? I don't know. So frustrating. Uh, okay. Because it doesn't work with Japanese style character naming All conventions. Right. <laughs> I've been trying this for years. No one goes for Opa Bro. It's so it's unlikely, shame. though. It's a shame. It isn't. If they were going to shorten the word brother, I don't think that's how it would get shortened. <laughs> that's, that's that sounds like a a, a Western <laughs> made-up name thing. using a Japanese bit. So it sounds like a fake ah, answer. So next time I'll go with bro, bro. Maybe no, I don't know. Anyway, it's not <laughs> Opa Bro, not and it's not Bro Bro, and it's not Jeff. It's never Jeff. Yada yo is a name that belongs in the Fantasy Zone universe. Okay. Upa Upa is as well. Okay. The correct answer, Trista, for two points, or no points at all, is... Opa Bro... No. Upa Upa, <laughs> of course. Upa Upa. Two points. Oh Good my job. goodness. Good job. Logical deductive <laughs> reasoning there, because I did not know that answer at all. Yadayo is the name Yadayo is the name of one of the boss uh, the bosses, actually, in the first game. Ah, uh, I did not yeah. know that at all. Yeah. Uh yeah. I literally just used my knowledge yeah. of <laughs> okay. Yeah, my knowledge of branding and stuff, and uh, yeah, to, to, to that, answer that one. So good, good I don't job. know if good I deserve job. the point more or less because I use deductive reasoning. I, I'm, I'm just saying. I mean, you, I get the. You point need two way. more points. You, you need two more points just yeah. for to, for the ten. So let's go with the final Sega question. Okay. For two points again. And the question is, Trista. Mm-hmm. Trista. Yes. What is the That's name? Scary. What is the name <laughs> of the <laughs> Japanese composer born in 1967 in Japan? That's it. What? No, it's not. Uh, who worked? What? Who worked <laughs> on games like The Revenge of Shinobi, Shenmue? In the eight-bit versions of the son of, of Sonic the Hedgehog. So, what is the name of the Japanese composer born in 1967 in Japan, who worked on games like The Revenge of Shinobi, Shenmue, and the eight-bit versions of Sonic the Hedgehog? I don't know, but it's somebody really obvious. While. These are games he, he, I will say he, is known for. Um, he's known for his... If, if someone asks you about this man, you will immediately think about something else other than these games. But that's all I can tell you. I ah, uh, I don't I don't know, and I very can't, famous I can't Japanese guess. composer. Yeah, it's gonna be somebody uh, really really obvious, but I'm I'm not good at remembering names without <laughs> context. Um, no, I. Do you know? Do you know uh, any? Can you think of any the names of any Japanese composers? Not that are relevant. So. Would you like 
I, I did, some and, and you said he as well, which means I, I've said yeah he. So, so. Um, yeah, that. Should I give you some some options? If you're offering to make it easier, the answer is of course. Please do. <laughs> okay. Pardon my French or my Japanese in this mm -hmm. case. So again, Japanese composer. I just mm -hmm. realized I say the Japanese composer born in Japan. Yes, need to rephrase that. Uh, so what is the name of the Japanese composer born in 1967 in Japan, of course, who worked on games like The Revenge of Shinobi, Shenmue, and the 8-bit versions of Sonic the Hedgehog? Is it option A? Takenobu Mitsuyoshi. Option B. Yuzu Koshiro. Option C. Masato Nakamura. Uh, it's not Nakamura. Do you I... recognize any of these names? I recognize Nakamura, but that's not... Shinobi. Um... Takenobu Mitsuyoshi, Yuzu Koshiro, Masato Nakamura. Um, no pressure. No, no pressure except for if I get this right, I win. And if I get this wrong, you're going to play the Sonic Drowning music again and kill me. Is that <laughs> is that basically where we're at at this point? No pressure. No, 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 a uh, day. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember what the options were. So, I just, wait, just, wait, I just wait, needed wait. to make so it stop. You just, you just eliminated in your head <laughs> Masato Nakamura, right? In your head, mm -hmm. you eliminated this this option. So we, Probably. I that, honestly... That leaves us with Takenobu Mitsuyoshi and Yuzu Koshiro. I just, I just, I just said, just said whichever one was A. I, I... A was Takenobu Mitsuyoshi. We, we will... We we will go with that, um, but I I I I I do not know. So, your final answer is Takenobu Mitsuyoshi, right? It's, Can it's a I one lock in three in? chance, people. <laughs> it's C yes. Cross your fingers for me. Takenobu Mitsuyoshi, legendary Sega composer, legendary Sega composer, but presumably um, not for this game. <laughs> Well known for um, singing Daytona. Ah, let's go away. Yeah, the composer we're talking about uh, worked on games like The Revenge of Shinobi and other Shinobi games, Shenmue, the eight-bit versions of Sonic the Hedgehog, and probably most famously in the Streets of Rage series. The correct Which answer is, is yeah. <laughs> Yuzo Koshiro. Oh, it's incorrect. <gasps> you didn't mention Streets uh, of Rage. I didn't. I didn't on purpose. You purposefully didn't mention Streets of Rage because I that said, would have helped. I said this was the the hard the hard question. Yeah. yeah. So eight points. I have to Damn say it. though, this was Damn a very it. hard, very hard challenge. I have to say, um, but still eight points. I think it's it's worth mentioning as a great score, and so. It's with pleasure that I grant Trista Bytes the Sega Lounge seal of approval, in the way. And that's <gasps> my, on your Twitter DMs right now. My entire self-esteem was based on this. That's... It's, it, 
There you yeah. go. Check your DMs. You have it there. The Sega Launch Seal of Approval. It is a real thing. No one believes me, but it, it is a real thing. It has to uh, be. Otherwise, what was yes. all this stress for? Exactly. How many years be. of our lives have we lost with the, the stress of this moment? Yeah. Countless. Countless. It, if, if that last question had been about um, Yoko Shimomura instead, would have been okay. would have been fine. Okay, because I've actually met her. <laughs> oh, nice. Have yeah, you interviewed she, her? I did not get to interview. No, her. Um, oh. She was at a special um, uh, London Symphony Orchestra performance of the tracks she has written over the years for for things like Final Fantasy and uh, Kingdom Hearts and, and things like that. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, the London Symphony Orchestra were performing her music, uh, which was incredible. And for an extra, I think it was essentially like an extra 10 pounds or something, you could go and watch a live uh, interview with her. And uh, she she talked through all of her career and things and um, with her translator, with her translator there. And that was that was wonderful experience um apparently she went into computer game music because it was less competitive than being a piano teacher <laughs> okay which is amazing to look back on now yes so that was the original reason why she picked one career over the other was less people were going into computer game music at the time um uh so yeah that if that had been the answer i would have had a hope but unfortunately um I, no, I, I've, but, but I've still. let myself down. I've let no, Sega no. down. I've let you down. No, no, I've let you, you the didn't. hedgehog drown. Um, oh, that reminds me. No, 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 <laughs> not again. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, but for real, for real, this is a very hard challenge. If I uh, one day, all of the guests, all the one hundred plus guests I've had on this show, will gang up on me. And make me play some some hard quiz, and I will fail miserably. So and while you'll that have day to pick doesn't... every answer whilst listening to the Sonic Drowning music. Oh, that's that's torture. That's torture. Yeah. <laughs> but good Louder job, Trista. With each question. Yes, with headphones on. Uh, it turned up to eleven. Um, Trista, good job. Thank you for being such a good sport. Uh, no before, worries. Before we go, um, what? Can you tell people who are listening who have been following you on, on YouTube, on Twitch, who have been fans, um, what are you working on? What can you promise people in terms of content? Can you tell us anything about that? I'm continuing to broadcast full-time over on Twitch at the moment, seven days a week if anyone wants to come by. And at the moment, I am building a Millennium Falcon from Lego whilst doing the Just Chatting streams. Mm -hmm. um, so there is a mixture of my Muppet face talking about all kinds of uh, geeky and gaming nonsense, plus also the much more interesting thing to look at, which is the building of the Millennium Falcon with Lego, which I'm enjoying greatly. Um, I also play a lot of retro games. I play a lot of indie games. I interview indie developers and things like that as well uh youtube content will continue it's been a bit slower recently as it's been very hectic at the moment but i have more footage of my trip to japan and the aforementioned retro game shopping that we mentioned earlier i have lots of footage there to finish editing and put up so there will be more more content from my adventures will go up there plus i've got some other interviews and things i need to edit and put up on there as well um mm -hmm. 
And as well as that, there are a few other bits and pieces coming up. Oh, we part of a streamathon soon. Uh, I think it's just at the beginning of November where we will be raising some money for the wonderful Cambridge Centre for Computing History because they were flooded recently. So I'll be playing some retro games there, maybe some Sega classics as well. And uh, also there is an upcoming tournament, which is also for charity on Antstream where we're raising money for lovely charity Special Effect who make custom gaming controllers for people with severe disabilities so that they can be part of the fun and join in with the gaming as well. So yeah, I will lose horribly at my own tournament if you'd like to tune in and watch that. I'm sure it will be hilarious for everyone watching and mortifying <laughs> for me. Um, so there, there's a lot going on at the moment. It's all, it's all very exciting. I've been hosting some panels virtually as well. Normally I would present at things like EGX and MCM comic-con and do interviews there obviously those are all postponed for this year however i have been hosting some of those panels and interviews virtually as well so if you'd like to stay in touch check out tristabytes spelled b-y-t-e-s because i thought i was being funny and forgot i'd have to explain that on every podcast i was ever on <laughs> if you'd like to keep up to date with the things i am doing and would love to see you there yes excellent excellent i i didn't ask because i i thought it was funny so well done <laughs> about the name so yeah uh it made sense to me uh, <laughs> but yeah and what about people who are not familiar with you how uh how would you sell your channel your content to people who are not familiar with your work i i talk in 60 of, seconds or less <laughs> i i talk a lot of geek nonsense and i put a camera in front of it is really the best description um <laughs> I, i'm I'm trying to build a, a sort of welcoming community. It's, mm -hmm. um, it's you know, I, I, I am in not in any way, shape or form, you know, doing hardcore speed running or competitive gameplay. Uh, although occasionally, just occasionally on some of the Antstream challenges, you'll, 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 you'll see some slight rage quitting. I'll claim not to be competitive. <laughs> and uh, yeah, then people will be laughing at me for that. Um, but generally, it's, it's, it's just a fairly chilled space where we can hang out. Lots of nostalgia, lots of retro stuff, lots of indie stuff. Um, the, a whole there's tea and biscuits. Tea, biscuits, we share them around. We yes. share them around. You're not allowed to be a British person and have guests around without offering tea and biscuits. It's a, mm -hmm. literally, you can just be beheaded for that in England. Um, mm -hmm. It's seen as high treason to not offer your guests <laughs> tea and biscuits. Um, so we do that. There's lots of sort of comedy bits and pieces I'm adding in. Um, I have recently got uh, a rather awesome looking stream deck. So you can now summon various various other characters and things on the stream, uh, such as the Games Trister, uh, who is a master of all things gaming. Yes. And um, there, 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 there are entertaining things that I hope people find funny. Um, and that's, that's, that's the worst pitch ever. I don't think so, there yeah. There and there are stickers go. as well, if you sub. There uh, are, because everyone yes. deserves stickers and you're never too old for stickers. In the Book of Awesome tells you you are then stop talking to them basically <laughs> yes. uh, you're never too old to have fun basically that's true agreed so one mm. final question Krista, okay. which is the same for all my guests are you familiar with the term blast processing so I sega am. yeah so sega told the world that the the genesis more specifically sega of yep. america the genesis had blast processing Mm -hmm. which was not a real thing but let's let's go with yep. that if you could add blast processing to anything in the world what would it be and why 
it would be my brain <laughs> because then I would have scored 20 on the quiz um, and I would have come up with a better answer than the one I'm currently saying. That's a brilliant answer. It's a brilliant <laughs> answer. <laughs> okay, Tristan, thank you very much for, for coming on the show. Thank you for being such a good sport. Uh, no putting worries. up with my with my uh, quiz, with my challenge. <laughs> Thank you for all the hints and tips that the only reason I scored any points at all. <laughs> I, I don't believe that. At least the, the Sonic 2 special stage one. You did great. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so links will be in the description for everyone to check out and uh, go follow Trista on all the social stuff and on Twitch and whatnot. Trista, thank you very much. I hope you can come back soon to talk about um, other video game related projects and maybe take another quiz, maybe, maybe not. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm feeling emboldened by the fact I actually got more than one answer on that one that makes me think, yeah, or should I quit while I'm ahead? Surely I, you can I, do that, better next time. Surely. I, mate, I am amazed I got anything right. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that's probably peak performance you're ever going to hear from me <laughs> ever on anything. I'm quite famous for being awful on game shows um, so that that is probably the highest score i have got on any game show ever so that that that's i've peaked right there I'll, that's i'll it. take that i'll take that yeah yeah it's, it's an honor to have given you the highest score ever thank you for helping me get that score with many many <laughs> clues okay thank you trista no worries take care That was an amazing chat with Trista Bytes, don't you agree? My thanks once again to Trista for taking the time off her busy schedule to come on the show. And feel free to follow her everywhere. The links will be in the show notes. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I can't believe we're 31 episodes into season 5. This has been a very weird year and it has been a bit hard to keep track of time. Next week on the Sega Lounge, we'll be telling you all about an upcoming community event and there are more exciting episodes still to come before the season is over. If this is your first time listening, thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed your time at the Lounge and feel free to subscribe to the podcast. We're at thesegalounge.com where you can find all previous episodes and the full version of the show notes for each episode of the current season of the podcast. You can also find us on your podcast service of choice. Whether you're new around here or not, thank you very much for listening to this week's episode. Stay safe, check out the Sega 60th deals, and have fun. I'll be back next week. Bye-bye. The Sega Lounge. Hosted by me, KC, and part of Radio Sega's network of live shows and podcasts. Theme song and incidental music by OSC. Find them at opusciencecollective.bandcamp.com. Got any suggestions? Drop me an email to podcast at thesegalounge.com. Follow us on Twitter at thesegalounge and like us at facebook.com slash thesegalounge. 
You can find previous episodes of the show by going to thesegalounge.com and wherever fine podcasts are downloaded.